I don't remember when I last sent an SMS. Do you remember? If you don't want to be creeped on, you can also not be creepy. But I think most people seem to be creepy in that way. To be fair, it's 23 is the year of summarization. Every tool we see out there is doing summarization of something. Yeah, we're on the edge of Black Mirror episode yet again, where possible doesn't mean necessarily desirable or would it benefit the society. I do sound like a classic millennial here. There were those things called, what were they called even? Beepers? Buzzers? Doctors would cut them in films. I don't know how we got you like triggering your nerve quake in your house this stage <laughs> of the episode but yeah we did if it makes me more productive i'm not paying for it if it makes me look at the cute animals i'm there like a unconscious bias assistant that would match you go through some unconscious writing and hurt other people say it in greek and then translate later tolakonizin esteem philosophy is that word that i don't remember is wisdom is philosophizing nice uh, whole point of the episode so we can get johnny to respond to my messages <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Feature Creeps, the show where two distinguished software engineers talk about and analyze software and apps and then dream on all the crazy features that would take them to the next level, make them more fun, that sort of thing. I'm your host, Johnny, and here's your other host, Joao. Hello, Johnny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another one. Yet another one. We've made it. And the question is, what's up? What's up with you? What's up <laughs> is not the start of the conversation. I'm not going to ask you where you are in the world. Because you're still in London like the previous episode, which is boring to be fair. You should make a trip to Barcelona or Madrid and maybe we'll meet up. But WhatsApp is the app that we're going to be talking about today. The biggest messaging app in the world. And I hear that you have a few choice stats to tell us exactly how big a deal WhatsApp is. Yeah, you probably know WhatsApp by now if you're watching this. If you don't, you will know about it now. Yeah, WhatsApp is the most used mobile messenger app in the world. And it got so big that it became a verb as I can WhatsApp you and you can WhatsApp me back. And this is how big it got. It's same as Googling it. I go I'll Google it and let me Google that for you and things like that. So yes, it's big, as big as 2 billion users are using it today and a hundred billion messages are sent every day. And it was pretty big deal when it came up, such as in four years, it got you 200 million users just on like organic growth. So it's substantially disruptive in this world that we live in. Which I would say would be impossible to do for a paid product nowadays, which WhatsApp was to begin with. I think the price was very small. Was it like one pound and you have it for free forever and then a subscription and uh, that sort of thing. But nowadays, messaging app that you have to pay for, that it would never crack a billion users that'd be unheard of. Yeah, I think they, they came into the game early on and it was that those network effects, even though it was just like $1 a year or some users one pound a year in the UK, it's, it was still worth it given the constraints of the time. And it may be worth noting that if we have US-based viewers, maybe they'll be surprised that this is the biggest messaging platform because it's super popular in Europe where we've both worked and live. And I'm not sure if it's like the app to use in the US where still people are chasing the blue iPhone messaging bubbles. Yeah, it, it is still used by 30% of in the US. So it's substantial, but yeah, it's hard to say if it's the number one tool for communication within the US. Here in Europe, you'd say that in London, everyone I know has WhatsApp. No one needs to download it when I tell them WhatsApp me or I'll WhatsApp you or anything like that. 
I'd say that in grid sometimes there will be some other players like Viber and those competitors, but uh, we'll talk about probably the biggest one, Telegram, as well soon. Yes. So we talked about WhatsApp having a subscription service. It actually launched way back in 2009, and I think you also have some choice stats and factoids from 2009 as well to take us back to the past. Yeah, 2009 was the year of great top chart songs and one that is probably my least favorite song of all time. It's I Got a Feeling from Black Eyed Peas. I don't like <laughs> that song, but it was top of the chart. I'll let them have that one. And then there was Single Ladies from Beyonce. Amazing. Love Story from Taylor Swift. Amazing. What a year for pop. It was great. And what a year for Tech Ward with WhatsApp coming alive as well. <laughs> and yeah. Barack was president of the US, Avatar movie was released, and it was a pretty business of as usual with Lakers winning the NBA and Barcelona winning the Champions League with Messi. All the Lakers fans will be saying, oh yeah, business as usual has our back, how it's always <laughs> a real one. I think they've won like one since, but they're still the most successful franchise for sure. Yeah, exactly. And Barcelona wasn't so successful after that, anyway. maybe a little bit. All the Messi team. years were tremendously yeah. successful for sure. All right. Yeah. Cool. So we touched on it maybe a little bit, but why does WhatsApp exist even? And what made it such a huge success? It's another one of those, what was I doing before WhatsApp, right? <laughs> what were we doing before WhatsApp? Yeah. Now it feels like everyone has WhatsApp downloaded, or if you live in the UK, if you are in the same circles as we are, everyone has it. But what did I have before WhatsApp? It's a bit tricky to remember. Yeah. I think the, the main thing was SMS and people would be charged for it. In order to send a message, you would cost some money and the telecom companies, they would charge you for like packages and they would include SMS and that would be very important for your decision when choosing an operator. And it's the word back in 2009, it's two years after iPhone got released for the first time. So it's the smart word, it's smartphones change in the world. The disruption of Apple came in. It's definitely one of those where you had to be there because nowadays, if you weren't there, it's hard to describe the feeling of using the T9 predictive uh, writing. Much, much different to what we have uh, nowadays. It's hard to describe the feeling of needing to stay under like 160 characters or however long because then you'd get charged for two messages if you go over that limit. Although I guess Twitter X and those alternatives can help you make the metaphor that you wanted to stay under a limit or else you'd be charged more. And yeah, it's hard to think that cost would be an issue when it comes to communication there. But especially if you wanted to send images, switch to MMS, even more expensive. If you wanted to send messages abroad, even more expensive. But if you have internet, the world is in the same place as you are. It doesn't really matter if it's Greece to Brazil, it's the same thing. So over the internet, it's going to cost the same. If you have Wi-Fi at home, even if it's a connection through a 56K modem that has that classic sound, like it will get there eventually. So the carriers back then were searching a premium for SMS, MMS and uh, all those messaging services, but you could get free or very cheap internet. And that's a reason why people were like, oh, I'm going to send all my messages and photos through the internet and save on money. Yeah, I think it was the start in 2007, 2000, through to 2009 of the common denominator of everyone should have internet on their phone at some stage. So people would be more usually idea of having internet on their phones and that would bring those possibilities such as WhatsApp and sharing media 
using data, not using the SMS network. And now, as far as carriers are concerned, it's the opposite, where they just give you free and limited uh, calls. But for the internet, sometimes you have to pay a lot. If you're abroad, you have to pay even more or to unlock your broadcast or something like that. The world has changed indeed. Yeah, I don't remember when I last sent an SMS. Do you remember? Uh, it, uh, I don't really, but it have to be some sort of thing where they give you a number, you need to like send one, or maybe it was just a scam and then I was uh, just scammed on into my back account now that I think about it, because that's very dodgy. That's very rare nowadays to need to send an SMS. And that's it. I think those are the, the key reasons for WhatsApp to exist. First, SMS was expensive and people wanted to communicate all the time. And iPhone came to live and the smartphone was more used at that stage in 2009. And also the internet in 2009 was about emojis and GIFs and people wanted to be sharing them around. Share our memes freely. WhatsApp allowed that and that's what we did. So what do you think is the top feature of WhatsApp today? Yeah, today for me is the multi-platform. Again, it's a top feature that we talk about a, a lot in other apps that we covered here in the podcast, but the multi-platform for me makes it like irreplaceable at the moment. Same. I really like using the desktop and the phone and tablet and things like that. So I know we're very different in this because I never use the desktop app mm. with WhatsApp because I mostly use it to message friends and family. So. I am distracted and if I'm on the desktop, I usually I'm trying to do something, I guess, productive. And if I had a tab open on WhatsApp, then I'd be even more likely to break out of my focus space. So I never use, maybe I've used it when we were building a chat platform that was like WhatsApp, I guess. For inspiration back then, I, we checked out to see what the client looked like on the web to be inspired by. Maybe copy some features from there. but. Outside of that, I don't think I've I ever... Yeah, I think it's, it's for me, the when, when they released, I felt like, oh, okay, this was the missing piece of this thing that was to like bring together all the communication for me in this place where I can access wherever I am at. I don't need to be close to my phone in order to read my notifications and answer. And I can copy and do things on the laptop where I have more flexibility with the keyboard and I can screenshot things and send around on WhatsApp. So yeah, just bringing this like word that used to live in on then into the desktop was a big changer for me. I do sound like a classic millennial here. Now you're a classic power user, like they wanted to screenshot on the desktop and send it over to WhatsApp. That's a true power user speak. Yeah. Any other feature that you think is it's a good one, Jenny? So I'll transition to a feature creep that's uh, kind of fun as well. We'll be talking about our own feature creeps later, but I think a prime first WhatsApp differentiator that wasn't essential that I'm sure people were like, we don't need this, must have been the typing indicator that you can see somebody typing as they are. Back then, that wasn't heard of. Sending that type of information through SMS would be insane because you'd be paying so much money, but the internet made it possible. WebSockets and that sort of tech made it all. It meant for WhatsApp, it was possible to see that people were typing and trying to get a response out. There were other messaging tools and you could see that sort of thing in some of IRC style web channels as well. But I think WhatsApp was the first one where I saw it done successfully. And to this day, I do think it's like a fun feature that for sure was not essential, but I really like that it's there and helped it get gain traction. Yeah, I think WhatsApp also introduced the red. Left them on red feature. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, you received, if you received, it's like double tick. If you read, it's like blue double tick and the typing. Well, was other chat products, but that's 
a reason of a lot of memes and discussions, I guess. The read, not read, and some people could disable it. And it, it's fair because if you disable to see other people's, you disable your own the ability status. of people to see your red status, you can also not see the other people's message if it was read from what you sent or not. Yeah, if you don't want to be creeped on, you can also not be creepy. But I think most people choose to be creepy in that way, it's fun. You don't want to lose the ability of seeing other people have read your messages. Yeah. And that's pretty, pretty fundamental. If thinking back when we were building a chat system, knowing if someone is typing, it's something that someone will come and say, this is essential. It isn't really. Yeah, in our space, it helps you see that someone has read your message and is actively doing something about it. They are replying to you. So it's assurance that uh, someone is on it. And I guess in real life, just talking to friends over was that's also assurance that they got the message. But, but you can get a similar things just from the red indicator. Back in the day, if you didn't have the red status, which says did have eventually, you won't know, like, did this message reach you? Did they not? Did they just ignore it? With WhatsApp, you have a bit more information of whether they've actually read the message, which I do think is really important, really yeah. convenient and powerful. It does cause some anxiety again, you know, like you keep watching someone typing for like three minutes typing. <laughs> oh my God, what is coming my way? Yeah, and we've talked about Slack and like the business tools before. And usually that's even more high pressure. If you see your PM or your CDO or CEO, talking for a long time to you, like a DM, you're like, oh, what's going to happen again? Like, how much praise does this person have for me? It, it may not be good. They may be trying to rephrase this. Although pro tip that I don't actually use, but I've heard people do that, is they draft things out into their notes app or wherever else, and then they paste it on WhatsApp. So it appears for it to not appear as if they've been writing for like half an hour to tell you, hey, what's up? Yeah. There's a hack as well on WhatsApp where you create a group with someone. Let's say I create a group with you and then I kick you out of the group and then I'm left alone in the group and that becomes like my note taker. Oh, so, just so notes about Tony, you have them in there. Yeah, or any notes essentially. So it's just a group with yourself that you can just... Dump but why would you blocks. personally kick me out? You picked uh, anyone in the world. Could have been anyone, yeah. It's not personal, but it's just fun. All right, so this makes me think of even more uh, crazy ideas of uh, what we could be adding to WhatsApp. So maybe let's transition into that. Maybe let's transition into feature creeping, things to add now to take it uh, to the next level. Yes, yes. I think it's safe to move into feature creep since most people will know and what. And it's pretty simple. WhatsApp actually kept it simple for a long time. And it wasn't like trying to introduce crazy features. It was working a lot on the security and privacy for a bit. But yeah, let's move on into feature creeps. Should I start with one here? If you have one in the chamber, please fire. All right. All right. Thinking WhatsApp, it's owned by Meta and Meta has great Oculus for AR and VR. And I think we should probably start with something like that. Yeah, the Meta Quest 3 is the latest one. And I think a lot of science fiction covers holograms. And we, if we've been watching science fiction for a long time, you feel like at some stage this should happen. And I think WhatsApp could introduce that in the future, just holograms. What if you can just generate the person's avatar and just talk through holograms as a video call, but a proper hologram into your living room. So you're talking about something projected without you wearing the Quest Pro or Quest 3 or whichever else, and you're, without you wearing our kit glasses, it gets projected on top of your phone like Star Wars style or uh, Star Trek style, because that's usually what people refer to as a hologram. I see. Yeah, that would be great. But I think with the Meta Quest 3, you could do just the AR model of it. Right. So, uh, yeah, you're talking more about uh, the very impressive interview between uh, Lex Friedman and Zucks 
where uh, they were using the codec avatars to see the person as if they were in uh, the same yeah. room. Yeah, exactly. That, I think that's more feasible, but also the holograms idea would be even better. Yeah, it like feels like as crazy technical and impressive the avatars are, they are transmitting some information over the internet and then they're showing it on top of your vision with the AR kit. While with holograms, you'd need like some sort of a crazy projection functionality on your phone, which is very cool and maybe easier to do in science fiction and film. But in real life, will Apple create that sort of projection system? Will it work in outside in the sun? Unlikely. So reality may hold that feature back. Well, the one you're talking about, yeah, definitely feels like something you can pitch and get it cleared and then you work on it and then next year it's out. Yeah, I think it's just, it aligns with a lot of ideas that we have with RNV. We either create avatars using it and we just read the text messages with the impersonation of a person that wrote it or we actually have video calls where you have the hologram person in the same room and then you'd see this person in both rooms that whatever the call is set. So my idea is a bit more tame but can get some elements from what uh, you're talking about as well. So my idea is if you've used Google Translate, you can have a conversational mode where you type on one end of the screen and then it's flipped around for the other person to read the translation and then type themselves what they want to say and then you read it. So I can be talking in Greek, you can be talking in Brazilian, Portuguese, and we can have the conversation like that without needing to find a common language between us. Maybe we can do that on WhatsApp. Maybe I can be messaging you in Greek and you read in Brazilian Portuguese. And to take it into a more interesting level besides Google Translate, but without the middle person, you can do the same for voice messages. So I talk in my own voice, maybe in English or whichever language I want. And then you take, you listen to my voice, but speak in whichever language that you want. Not one that I necessarily can speak or can use, but the one that you want. And what if we could even do it for videos? So I send a video call or a video selfie and I'm saying, oh, okay, I'm here on this bar or whatever, in whichever language, and it's AI dubbed with my voice doing the lip sync thing as well and the expressions that would make me more believable as a person, a Portuguese native speaker. And then you consume it like that. So your choice, my choice of how I produce the message that I want to tell you, and then your choice of how you want to consume the message that you're receiving from me. It's a great feature for translations and it's hot right now. You've seen, we've seen last week, two weeks ago, Spotify releasing dubbing for podcasts and you see some apps popping out here and there to do dubbing for videos for YouTube creators as well. So I think it's definitely a movement that's been happening, just trying to solve the problem of communicating in different languages and using a technology and AI to translate conversations. And it's feasible. It feels like there is more value for this when it comes to podcasts and video stuff for Spotify and YouTube, because the goal is the creator reaches a bigger audience. But I like the intimate nature of this, where it just allows you to reach your friends better, or maybe you're just out in a country that you've never been before, and you meet uh, some uh, strangers, and they have cool vibes, and then you're able to catch up on WhatsApp and say, oh, let's organize a hike for tomorrow, or let's go wherever you want, without you needing to know their language extremely well and without them needing to know your language or find the common ground of English or whichever else language may be common there. Yeah, that's interesting because are we heading towards a world where we just have like some headphones or some earphones plugged in and then you can just speak your own language all the time and get instant translations from everyone and everyone will be speaking like a different language, but you don't really know. In the maybe happening right now as we speak. I think it's possible, although some people do enjoy 
learning. Yeah, we're on the edge of Black Mirror episode yet again, where possible doesn't mean necessarily desirable or would it benefit the society? Yeah, we'll see. It doesn't happen as we envision normally. They do say that learning languages, especially one that's not based on a language that you already know of. So if Latin style romantic language, then not also picking up another Latin style romantic language, but picking up something wildly different, like one you find in Asia, does expand your way of thinking and problem solving because the way we extract our language very often represents our culture. So if you could default back to, I know no other language than the one I was raised with, then maybe we're going to be losing something. But yeah, that's a bigger discussion for maybe another day. Agreed. Agreed. So do you have any more features to pick? Yeah, I'll move on into more fun ones and probably that not going to happen. I thought about, we talked about lies detection in mm. Node and I thought about a lies detector <laughs> for WhatsApp. But imagine like something that you pay a lot of money for. So you're a premium power user and you pay a month a subscription. So WhatsApp can tell you if people are lying. Yeah, it can read that your hands were shaking as you were typing this message. So you were probably worried and lying. Yeah, you can read your local messages, the local messages of the sender and see if they kind of match with the truth. It has to be local because we know WhatsApp has any decryption. However, you said that this is like a fun idea and I can see how it can be fun, but it sounds mostly quite uh, grim. It is grim. I think grim is the right choice of word here. It is very similar to my idea as well, because I was thinking that space too. And I don't know if it would benefit the world. Probably not. It's one of those feasible, but maybe not desirable things. But I was thinking metrics. What's up metrics? And it ties into your idea, because I'm talking about how you could see a breakdown of your conversation with someone else and say, all right, you were 10% lied to. Or like maybe more likely, like Rajoy is saying, let's hang out there. What's the percentage that they're going to bail? Like 0%, 100%, who knows? But the WhatsApp knows and it's going to tell you how likely that plan is going to come to pass or if it's just other words. How many times have they remembered your birthday? How many times have you remembered their birthday? Does it feel like it's a good friendship or a good relationship or is it a toxic relationship? That sort of thing. There could be some analysis of uh, the messages that WhatsApp could do and provide. But I, I do think quantifying relationships like that is probably not healthy. Yeah, not at all. But... but you could flip it on its head and see metrics about you. Like, are you the one who bails? Are you the one who lies? Are you the one that's toxic? And then maybe that's going to make you a better person. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you want to fight those metrics. That's your own dashboard of lies. Yeah, like whenever you make plans for Friday, they never happen. So just avoid that in the future. Exactly. The most used excuses of all time. So you can actually pick a different one this time. Yeah, you never. whenever you open up a, a plan like this, like you never commit, like you probably don't want to do this. So just don't see it. Exactly. Make It makes you more honest. That's it. Uh, but it can also tie into the idea that uh, we had your own message and analysis where it can tell you're being condescending or you're mansplaining or you're mm -hmm. doing something wrong there. So you may consider rephrasing or you use that word too often. It's boring or it seems that person gets annoyed whenever you say this. So maybe avoid this or confront them about it and then you can both grow from it. I think that sort of metrics have a high potential to be very dangerous and uh, unhealthy. Like screen metrics on your phone can be when you see that, oh my God, I've been using this app for like the hours a day. But there is a way where it can be a bettering tool, a self-help tool, if you can use those metrics in the right way. Yeah, 100% like a unconscious bias assistant that wouldn't let you go through some 
unconscious bias writing and hurt other people yeah unconscious bias assistant is a great name catchy name seems like we have one to build for next week any other ideas for from you i have one other here for similar to the lies detector not as grim but a, a little grim i'll say it's a mini flashback mm. with your partner or friend where you can find out who was right so you have <laughs> it so who said what and then you have a discussion and then you just pop into whatsapp okay we've been discussing who says gonna take the trash out last week and we both said the other person would have to do it who was actually right and then so whatsapp replace in vr for you based conflict resolution exactly i WhatsApp thought you were going to go a different way to this so i was thinking about a new phone hood this type of uh, feature where you get a message from someone that you've clearly talked to before, but you can't quite place him. It's like, where did we meet? What happened? It would be cool if you could have a breakdown of uh, your relationship with uh, that uh, person and have WhatsApp tell you quickly without you having to skim through messages with this person. Why are they contacting? What's happening? What should you say? I'm very often terrible with names for sure. I'm a bit better with faces but still very bad. So I could use a helper like that. Yeah, I, I can see how that would be useful to a lot of people. I know a lot of people that introduce themselves to me and every time I meet them. Yeah, so, I yeah. should be doing this. Usually I, I tell other people that are with me, like make sure to ask for people's names because I never remember. I put things in drawers in my head and never look at them for years and cannot recollect them. But at some point, if I get like the jolt, I can open the drawer and remember. So if WhatsApp could tell me, oh, it's from that conference, you did that thing, then it will come back to me, but I need that jolt. And maybe WhatsApp can somehow be able to create it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I would like that. Cool. Most likely feature to build for next week, you'd say would be so far. You'd say you'd be the some sort of metrics. Yeah, I think you're maybe the unconscious bias assistant. It's something that can be done and it will be helpful. Any other ideas? One more came to me as well. Go ahead, I'll, I'll elaborate on mine a bit. I'd say tokify this conversation or this selection of the conversation. A lot of the things that are happening on TikTok right now and other short form uh, media platforms is the graphics are insane and the editing is insane in a good way. They look awesome. You have the captions, you have the memes inserted, you have the sound effects, and it would be cool to see that in uh, a WhatsApp conversation as well. So add more flair, like pop it up, pump it up, make it pop, something like that. It's cool to choose your own uh, GIFs, like the perfect GIF for the moment, but it would be even more fun if you could just say, all right, turn this little conversation, like add some special effects into it. I think it would be like how you can have your phone give you an album of what you did last weekend or something, but for your text messages. So add a bit more flair to the text messages and whatever else you said in a WhatsApp conversation. Nice, nice. This actually gave me some other idea, which is the Spotify wrapped that wraps yeah. your, your latest, your whatever you listened to in the previous year. Maybe it could be something like that for WhatsApp. It was WhatsApp wrapped. Yeah. All it the was, lies you told. <laughs> this conversation was like 60% puns, 10% puppies, 5% yeah. work, something like that. Exactly. That would be great. Awesome. Yeah. Your conversation with your mom was 100% okay and thumbs up. Uh, and they call me multi. Yeah. So I have one more here, which I thought about a long time ago. And I only remembered now to deliver. It's an IoT idea, which is something mm. we normally don't have, but exactly something physical. And it's that you actually get from WhatsApp, just one device they can give someone. And that's the nudger that you can nudge someone <laughs> any time of the day, no matter if they are on sleep mode or on do not disturb, you give that nudger to someone and then you have a special button on WhatsApp that you can actually 
ring it and make it vibrate and nudge that person through all the notifications. That'll be really useful with you, Jenny. Physical poke button. That used to be a thing in uh, Facebook. Facebook poking was a huge feature back in the day. And I'm sure lots of college students have created an integration, Internet of Things integration based on that. But even earlier, there were those things called, what were they called even? Beepers, buzzers? Doctors would cut them in films. But you wouldn't be able to send really a message, but some of them you could send a code like 111 and then 111 means uh, call me or uh, something like that. There is an emergency. You couldn't send messages, but you could have the person get the alert that you need their attention, probably now according to what the code would be. And uh, yeah, the one-to-one -one correlation as well. I think it's quite cool for sure. Yeah, you have to choose someone that you want to be poking and you need to be poking. It's quite fun if you make it so limited as well, because uh, WhatsApp, theoretically, you can only use with one number. If you want to transition to a different number, you have to do a whole process to say, right, this is my number. You can have like five different phone numbers. So if they have your account tied like that, they could say, all right, you get one button, you decide where to give it. And that's it. Like no matter how much you make or who you are, how many friends you have, doesn't matter. You only get the one. So be precious with it. Yeah, exactly. I think it, it, it can be useful, but also again, it's borderline toxic relationship creator. Yeah, like the, of course, I'm thinking though, so it's neat to only have one, but if you want to monetize better, you have more than one and it scales. So the first one you get maybe free one euro. The second one you get is 10x, 10 euros, like a hundred, 1,000, 10,000. So the, you have, a, you can have a few whales that have gone to like the million to have like a, a few of them, but most users get one free or they get one for just one year. So a lot of people can use it and see that it's cool. And I think that makes it still scarce enough but also gives the company an opportunity to make even more millions. I think that's an interesting business model. It's something similar to what LinkedIn does. If you pay for premium, you get the right You can right slide into random people's DMs. Exactly. You can send direct messages to people where, while if you're not premium, you cannot do that. And that's an interesting business model that I've seen other companies use. And I think Twitter is, is using that with the Twitter premium as well. X premium. Right. Where you can. So yeah. you can ditch the Internet of Things idea at this point, like LinkedIn and yeah. say, all right, you get the direct access, like the premium, it actually buzzes her head feed with the Taylor Swift. Then you need to pay like X amount. Or maybe it's creator-based, so that person has set a price for their, it actually buzzes me, and I actually get this message, and it's X amount, $10,000 or whatever else. But it would still be cooler to keep the Internet of Things idea as well and have it be a separate physical device that they have, maybe a browser that they have to wear, and that's where they vibrate. Yeah, I really like that one, actually, being a physical thing. Yeah, I'm sure people would be torturing those uh, poor celebrities with them, because there will always be people with way too much money and time that would be able to abuse this. But if it's in a business model, and you're, you accepted it, you're in. That's also a great Black Mirror episode. It's like this thing like wakes me up in the middle of the night, has a chance to randomly buzz and throw me off my game. But I do get money every time, so I'm willing to put up with it. Yeah, isn't the industry of attention going to the next level? Yeah, so you can see it as a disturbance, but you can also see it as a dopamine hit. It's like, oh, a person like paid money to contact me. That's great. Exactly. For like 
just to nudge me, just to make me wake up in the middle of the night for nothing, just to say hi. It's quite amazing because I do think this conversation is, as always, very pleasant, but the toxicity levels are off the charts. Like we are changing the world in a very cautious way. I'd say we need to be cautious with this technology that we are suggesting today. A hundred percent, yeah. But I think the idea here is to use a bit of comedy to not go that way. Yeah, for sure. Find a better path. It is possible to use all this tech in a very mature way. Like, and we need to somehow make the earth and the human race grow up in order to be able to use them for fun. Exactly. We make a little absurd and toxic and not possible. So then we can think about possible and nicer ways of solving the same problem. So you could do something like that because there will always be people that are notoriously bad at getting back to your message or getting back to your message in time. You will have an internet of things device that keeps getting more annoying over time. So you send the message and it's an almost impersent buzz, like you can't even feel it really. So you can see it on your phone and nothing happens. But as time grows, like it starts proper shaking. So that could be a way to maybe train people to reply to your messages faster as well. And earthquakes your house in the end. Yeah. It doesn't even need to be like a one-to-one relationship where it's you send the message and that person gets like the punishment. It can even be a self-help thing. Like I want to be better at getting back to messages faster. So I'm doing this to myself. And it integrates with, well, if I have a badge, if I have an Android message, then it escalates into breaking my health or uh, something like that. But all I need to do is just reply faster and that's it. I can stop this. Yeah. I don't know how we got you like triggering an earthquake in your house this stage <laughs> of the episode, but yeah, we did. It's because I'm not good at replying messages to messages fast, especially on WhatsApp. Kinda, that's the whole point of the episode. Yeah. So we can get Johnny to respond to my messages. <laughs> kind of funnily enough, believe it or not, WhatsApp is uh, having a trouble these past few days to reach me with push notifications. And it never sends them. I guess I'll need to restart my phone and see what happens. But yeah, the on Discord, you restart me and you're like, hey, what's happening? And send you a WhatsApp. And then I open WhatsApp and it's like, oh yeah, there are like eight messages there. Sometimes it does happen. And I guess WhatsApp is saved by being mostly a personal messaging tool. So it's not like someone's life is on the line or your job is on the line. And if you miss a message, okay, maybe it's not the end of the world, but that's very annoying because usually WhatsApp is extremely dependable. So when it's not, things can go very wrong. If only I had the nudge. If only you had the physical nudge, internet of things nudge. We didn't talk at all. We didn't talk much really about the competitors like Telegram and Signal maybe the most known ones. We talk about them more and maybe they'll inspire us to get even more features to creep into WhatsApp. Sure, I think Telegram is huge as well. 700 million users and it's the one that people go as an alternative to WhatsApp mostly if they don't like what Meta is doing. That's a pattern I've seen many times, but they have some differentiators like uncompressed media that you can send around. It's something that bothers me sometimes that I send videos or or images on WhatsApp and it's really low. I guess it's a trade-off. But Telegram solves that. I'd say top feature of Telegram is those cute little duckies, like almost GIF-like reactions that you can do. They ha- their animated emoji game is unparalleled. They are amazing. Yeah. It's, I, also, I it's also a monetization feature as well, because some of them you have unlocked, some of them you can download for free, some of them you have to pay for, even some reactions you have to pay for. They have quite a lot. They have a very convincing and involving monetization scheme. Nice. Yeah, I think the you're very into the cute economy, Jenny. Definitely. And that, that resonates with you well. If it makes me more productive, 
I'm not paying for it. If it makes me look at the cute animals, I'm there. Yes. Uh, the other Telegram feature that I like is that kids nowadays love voice messages, but I find it quite hard to parse them. I understand that it's for most people easier to send a voice message, but for most people it's harder to parse a voice message. Unless you're on the go, but anyway, that's a digression. Telegram does have the feature, which I think they're using the Whisper tech from yep. Watson, from IBM to transcribe the audio message into text. So if you really hate uh, voice messages, you can pay a little bit and you get the text version of this message. Yeah, that's that's my number one feature request. Please transcribe the audio messages. They are the most selfish messages that you can send because they're useful for you, the one they're sending, but they're not very useful for the person that's listening on the other side because reading is way faster than listening. Although so, you have the two act, but still faster to read. So you talked about the trade-offs of sending media. You have like this crisp 4K video you send on WhatsApp, looks like trash. What if they did, and they do this for bandwidth reasons, because uh, it's free, they don't want it to cost too much bandwidth to them. It's a compromise. You get the video, it may have artifacts, it may not look as nice, but you get the idea. Would you do the same if they did offer the transcribe feature, but it was like 50% junk and 50% accurate, like not quite what they said, but if it was terribly transcribed, but somewhat okay. Like, would you want it or not? Would it just cause misunderstandings? I think the somewhat okay, maybe I wouldn't want in that standard, but I would definitely lower my standard or what I would expect from the transcription. If it's 70% right, 65% right, I'll go with it. This would also tie into a classic idea that uh, you very often have, like a summarizer like a text summarizer, select like the past two days and summarize what we've been talking about. This voice message summarize what they were talking about, not necessarily exactly what the, they were saying, but I just want the summary and uh, let me out. Yeah, I try to avoid summarization ideas because every episode we go into <laughs> summer everything. But to be fair, it's 23 is the year of summarization. Every tool we see out there is doing summarization of something. Golden opportunity Just... for someone in the chat to say, I wish I could summarize this episode, but. Yeah, it's essentially that thing we talk about where we summarize everything with AI. And then at some stage we'll be summarizing it's just going to be AI talking to each other. This may actually be the word now where you do the summary so you can parse things faster and then you go and use a tool like such. Then you give it a summary and then you want it to write your whole essay on, or do your homework. It's a quite interesting world we're living in with this explosion of AI assistance. Yeah, there, there'll be nothing to be summarized in the future because everything is going to be based on summarization. So it's going to be like describe the word in one sentence. That's it. But maybe that goes all the way back to the Spartan and their way of thinking that you should choose your words uh, carefully and use as fewer as uh, few as possible. Yeah. They have a term for it, but I know how it is in Greek, funnily enough, but I cannot pronounce it in English. So there you go. You'll need to look it up. Say it in Greek and then translate later. Tolakonis in Estin philosophy is that word that I don't remember is wisdom, is philosophizing. Nice. Very nice. Thank you. Like no one will know whether that was accurate or not unless they know Greek or they are using some sort of Greek to English translation tool to listen to this podcast. So the thing with Telegram is it is huge. It has the awesome GIFs and all of that. And in theory, it does have the encrypted messaging functionality, but it's not the default. You have to like opt in on it. And sometimes some of the cool features are not there. WhatsApp is actually encrypted by default, WhatsApp conversations. But I think the competitor that's like the most encrypted one or the most free from the government one, it would be Signal here, excerpt if you're looking at the video version of the podcast. Have you used Signal before? I think I've used once, yes. It is 
it does offer more options on security and privacy. That's the key selling point. And I know it has over 20 million users and it's widely used. Yeah, whenever I have some juicy leaks or want to do some whistleblower activity, then I signal is the messaging platform of choice for sure. But when I used it back then, even though I am technical, I did find it uh, a bit harder to get into than the others. And of course, the problem with any social media platform or messaging platform is you need to be where your friends are. It's very hard to make people transition from whatever they're using to whatever you're using, no matter what the features are. So to tell people to transition from Telegram to Signal or even WhatsApp to Signal could be a lost cause. And you really need to speak highly of the features that it's have and what are the compromises when you're using one of the other platforms. Although I do think that WhatsApp, of course, has, oh, it's also part of meta like uh, everything, but it is actually encrypted, so maybe it's not. Yeah, true. The, the encryption is on both ends so it should be all right yeah and i That's think the the crowd that is skeptical of this is like but do we trust that the uh, meta has actually made it end-to-end -end encrypted and the government that checked the encryption algorithm do we trust the government then but yes i don't know how to answer that question yeah there are so many layers to it but yes i think i trust WhatsApp encryption layers. There you go. We didn't talk at all about other social media platforms that have messaging functionality as well. I'm sure kids nowadays, and even I use Instagram DMs a lot because sometimes you see a story and it's like, oh, someone is Barcelona, let's send them a message and uh, we can hang out. And of course, back in the day, Facebook had its own now spin-off product with uh, Messenger as well. Snapchat has messages, lots of the social media platforms do have messaging functionality that some people actually use for their day-to-day -day messaging needs. Yeah, and also just to mention, WhatsApp has revenue. They do sell for business. So WhatsApp for business is huge and they do have a lot of revenue from that. And I have the reference from Brazil, which is the second biggest country in WhatsApp usage. And a lot of business would use WhatsApp for communicating with the customers, for getting payments, getting bookings, and they would pay a fee per conversation to WhatsApp business, but it's so efficient. It has actually changed the way business have are interacting with people in Brazil, especially. So it's huge on that. Nice. So you are talking about a sort of chatbot service. So your business has a chatbot. You can have that on Facebook as well, where someone gets into the chat and says, would you like to buy this? Or what you, would you like to know? I want to book a hotel for then. All right, payment options are this. And they just tap around and have the more natural conversation. They go through it. And did you say WhatsApp gets paid conversation? Doesn't get a cut of uh, the revenue or any sale that uh, may happen. Yeah, I'm not sure if it gets a cut from the, it does take payments and bookings inside WhatsApp, but right. I'm not sure if it gets a cut from it. But uh, yeah, it's a funnel. It's a funnel through the customer that wants to speak to the business and if they want to just talk with customer service or go through a conversion, you can use WhatsApp to set up this funnel. Getting the business side of it in opens up for a ton more ideas. So you want to buy something and then you can send a picture of yourself and say, can you make this so I'm wearing it? So I can see, can you take this 3D avatar? And then I can see how that uh, article of clothing looks on me. And then you're like, oh, it looks great. Or I don't know what size I should get. And then it's uh, a bit easier to actually get an accurate size and you don't have to return whatever you bought to get the different size after you've actually tried it on. Yeah. And again, the integration with the MetaQuest 3 Oculus, 
would be nice see things you're buying maybe furniture maybe the episode on airbnb we talked about going to a place and seeing the place in 3d before going on a trip so maybe that's something if you're booking a place through whatsapp yeah if you have enough cameras uh, set up as well it's one thing to have the professional studio pictures but with a thing like that on WhatsApp, you could say, what's happening in the resort or the hotel right now? Show me like the breakfast area or something like that. And again, when something stays, it's at its best, potentially edited. But sometimes people do appreciate the realness of an experience. If they can see, oh, people are having lunch, they seem to be having fun. It doesn't need to be like perfect, but uh, they'll be like, the vibes are good, I'm booking. Yeah, people appreciate a lot the real factor, for sure. That's why VR is not yet being widely used on like e-commerce. It's really hard to get people to trust the VR or AR and put the furniture in the place. So I think there's still some path to, to go through in order to be widely used. You're right. So any more new features for WhatsApp to suggest? Nothing here. How about you? I think I'm tapping out as well. Good. We got some good stuff. Nice. I think so as well. Will we be jumping into Product Hut for hot topics or will be will we be calling it an episode up to you do you want to have a look at one or two product hunt messaging apps? yeah really? we can see what's trending on product hunt in the messaging space and like i see shopify as well so i don't know how accurate that topic is going to be for us let's see the result work OS. transcribe me all right there you go. So it looks like an app that uh, transcribes your audio to text on WhatsApp and Telegram for free. We're talking about this. We wanted this. There we go. That's what we want. You've been praying for this. Oh, wait, how does it integrate with Let's see. resend your audios? I uh, get it. Oh, right. You are in Spain. So add to WhatsApp. What does that do? Ah. Is it a WhatsApp bot or does it only work with WhatsApp web? Which I don't have. No, it, cr it probably creates a chat with transcribe me, as you can see in the. Right, I see. And then you can just you drop uh, the in... audio. Genius. It's very um, ish. like it. Nice. Drop it in there. Then it's subscribed. Good. Smart. How do they make money? Let's see. CPT ah. integration. So order transcription for five days and max That's of genius. 40 minutes. So I don't see any per month on this. So I guess it's like a free trial type of thing where you exhaust your quota and that's it. You never get any more. And then you've tried it. If you like it, if you can't live without it anymore, then you need to go to the paid plan. And it does say max length per audio unlimited. Max number of audios per week unlimited. I think some power users may bankrupt them. But I'm thought of this. Yeah, for the month. Damn. The margins must be tight. I don't know who they're monetizing. Like someone who sends like an audio message like once a week and then the, the margin is good. But I don't know. But it's definitely cool and something people clearly want because we wanted this and we are real people indeed. We just mentioned that. It's good. Great. And it exists. Great. Like whenever we pick something from Product Hunt, like a game you can play back at home. Is it an actual product? Like does it exist? Is it a real website? And it seems this one is indeed real. So way to go, yeah. transcribe me. Way to go. All right. I think we're going to call it for today. Great stuff. Any last words before we leave WhatsApp, Telegram, and the other messaging apps behind for now? No, I think this has been great. Yeah, it's great to talk about WhatsApp and an app that we use so much and we want so much from it. For sure. Thanks everyone watching. Please, as always, leave your comments, your suggestions, what should we be tackling next? And Joao, as always, it's been a pleasure to chat with you and we'll catch everyone in a couple of weeks. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.